Welcome to Your Thought Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. I am professionally trained in cognitive behavior therapy and neuro-linguistic programming. I help people overcome mindset challenges. If you haven't already, do subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes. And if you're on a platform that supports it, please leave us a rating and a review so we can reach more people who are seeking this style of content. And thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Why it's difficult to accept kind words is our topic for today. Before we jump in, I want to talk to anyone who listens to the show or is listening to the show for the first time. If you have suffered trauma and you have not resolved your trauma such that you are whole, cured, or free from the grip that trauma can have on you, I want to encourage you from my heart of hearts to work with someone who specializes in trauma so that they can help you get beyond this. If this is still something that is unresolved, this won't be the episode that will give you the freedom that you desire because what you would be going through would be much deeper than this. In fact, you would still be in a cyclical pattern that would not allow you to come full circle with some of the things that I'm going to share with the audience. I want to go back to my own childhood and share a story that will relate very well with the topic for today. In California, there's this mid-tier sort of football league that boys about the age of 10 to 13 can become a part of, and it's called Pot Warner. Just before you go to high school, this is where you play to really hone your skills so that when you're entering into high school, you've pretty much figured out what position you want to play and you've been sort of trained through Pot Warner to play that position. I was very fast as a youth. They would always stick me behind the quarterback and I would get to run the ball. Well, there were these coaches that had taken a liking to me. And I knew deep down in my heart that I felt that I was a product of the projects. I felt like I was a project kid. Project kids were treated differently than kids that didn't grow up in the projects. During the course of this specific season, I really outperformed, did incredibly well. The coaches came to me and said, you've got a real future, Anderson. Keep up the good work. If I were one of the children who did not grow up the way that I grew up, I would have been able to receive that as a huge compliment. I would have gone home and shared that with my mother and my father, and it would have been an event worthy of celebration. The way I saw it was, oh my gosh, this is going to take me completely out of my comfort zone. I may be poor. I may be a project boy, but at least I know how to do that. If they take me out of that element, how in the world am I going to do life? I don't know anything about what the other kids experience that don't live where I live. I did some of the things that we're going to talk about here. I did them to the T, so much so that I managed to get kicked off the team, banned from the entire league. As awful as that may sound, when I got back to my side of town, that particular situation was celebrated. It was a big to-do. 
about how Mike was able to get banned from the entire league. It went on for days and weeks. It kept coming up. It was the talk of the hood. Of course, you understand how fundamentally flawed that is. Of course, you understand that I was a product of trauma and I had not dealt with that. And so growing up with the trauma in a scarcity-based environment with no positive role models, no father, a mother who was on drugs, being head of household at the age of nine, this was my life. This is what I knew. And that other stuff, well, that was pie in the sky. I want to challenge you to find yourself in some of these examples. If you can't find yourself in any of these examples, I just want to give you a super duper high five through whatever video player you listen to this podcast on. You should send me something to that effect. I love reading your comments because you're going to be in a very elite class of humans. The research suggests that seven in 10 people have this issue. Real quick, I brainwash you every single week at the end of the show. I tell you how you are enough. I tell you how you can do it. I tell you how you are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. If you gravitate to any of those three statements, then by definition, you ought to be able to accept a compliment and enjoy every ounce of it. Number one is self-esteem. How you feel, how you view yourself. And if you have a low self-esteem, it tends to give you a negative bias. And if you have a negative bias, then it means you have a negative self-image. And if you can't see yourself any other way than negatively, when someone says something positive, they just flipped a breaker of sort. We call that in psychology a trigger. Guess what? You start to exhibit more of the symptoms that I'm getting ready to talk about in just a moment. If you have a low self-esteem family, you're going to amplify your flaws and your shortcomings, and you're going to dismiss anything on the positive continuum because why? It does not identify with your core identity. If you have a low self-esteem, your core identity says that you are not enough. You are not positive. You cannot do it. And I'll be daggum if this one time somebody says something nice, you automatically reject it because it does not align with your self-image. We will defend our self-image no matter if it's right or wrong. And that's exactly what takes place in an individual who has low self-esteem. Number two is the fear of vulnerability. Accepting compliments can make us feel very vulnerable because we have to acknowledge some positive aspect of ourselves. This level of vulnerability, when you have a negative bias, can make us very uncomfortable. And when we feel uncomfortable, what do we do? We go into a protective mode. When we go into a protective mode, in this case, it's on the negative side. So instead of accepting the comment, we're going to spew out all of the things that we don't like about ourselves. 
We have to be willing to open ourselves up to other possibilities. We have to be of a mind and a heart. We too can be acknowledged for something good that we've done. If you're to overcome this, you've got to start to begin to change how you feel about yourself. You have to become okay with being vulnerable. And that's going to involve you taking on a positive mindset, focusing on the things that you do really well instead of ruminating on the things that you don't do so well. Everyone who capitalizes on their strengths, they get to be glass half full. The people who capitalize on their weaknesses and think about those all the time, they get to be because they're making the decision to be on the negative side. The universe says that positivity is the path forward for everything. If you're negative, you're not a good candidate to move forward. Let's start to build trust in our relationships. Let's start to become our best friend. And let's take on the responsibility of being emotionally open to accepting a compliment. Some people I know come from cultures and backgrounds where modesty is held in very high regard. In those cultures, people are expected to downplay their accomplishments in any sort of warmth that is shared with them about what they've done or an observation that was made where they were achieving something. If you grew up like this, accepting a compliment may be seen as immodest or even boastful. That's just not accepted in some cultures. Individuals from these backgrounds will likely find it incredibly hard to accept a comment because all of their lives, it's been hardwired. This is a subconscious program that's been baked into their existence for X number of years. It's going to take some really disciplined work and some heavy lifting with respect to mindset shifts to get out of that mode and into a mode where it's acceptable to accept a little bit of praise. But it may be necessary to remove such individuals from that culture if that is something that is acceptable. Some people who maybe move from other countries into the United States, now that they're in the States, it would be easy for them to make this change. Switch that around where they lived in a foreign country, they've come here for a little while, then they need to go back. That becomes a much more difficult set of circumstances that they would face. But the big idea is Balancing cultural expectations with personal self-worth, it can be challenging for this specific individual. Now let's talk about the past for a moment. Two of the biggest issues that I face when working with individuals in any capacity, whether it's individual or group, the two things that come up the most are the past and the future. Today, we're going to talk about the past. These are negative experiences. They could be anything from bullying to criticism to rejection to name calling. You name it, all of these 
are in this negative experience category. When these things have happened, particularly in our most impressionable years, birth through age seven, this is going to not only chip away at self-esteem, but it's going to be so deep-seated that every time that set of circumstances bubbles up or presents itself, guess what? That's going to act as a trigger, and then this maladaptive behavior is going to kick in, and we're going to reject that compliment. When you've been hurt in your past, not at the trauma level, but when you've had deep hurts and pains from your past that you haven't addressed or dealt with, you develop unconsciously defensive mechanisms to protect yourself from any emotional pain that looks similar to what you've already experienced. You have to know that gaining an appreciation for how you are, how you have come to be who you are is important. Your emotional composition is important. Releasing from the past so that you can be present where all of your power and authority are is prevalent. When you do that, you're going to find it far easier to accept a compliment, to accept something good that you have done for someone else and feel good about it. Let's consider the imposter syndrome, which is characterized principally by a persistent doubt and a fear of being exposed as a fraud. Well, who wants to feel that? You could be one of the most competent people, but in the face of imposter syndrome, you will play that down because you don't want to run that risk. You don't want to be on the other side of that under any set of circumstances. Certainly you're going to have or a person's going to have difficulty accepting a compliment because they don't believe they deserve it. We got to neutralize this because, well... Self-doubt has kicked in. The idea of maybe not being presented as the individual that we feel we are, well, that's enough in and of itself to say, I'm not deserving, thank you, but no thank you, and start to flip the script in such a way that we turn that good comment into something that looks really, really not good. <laughs> when you're addressing the imposter syndrome, the only thing you need to do is simply internalize the positive feedback and recognize that this achievement is something that you are deserving of, and that's the end of that. Now, what if you have perfectionism? We already know that perfectionists have exceptionally high standards, not only for themselves, but for the work that they output. And more often than not, it needs to be flawless. It needs to be buttoned up tight with no room for debate. When a person who is a perfectionist receives a comment, they're going to discount it and dismiss it because it most certainly won't align with the unrealistic expectations that they've created. They're going to focus on their perceived imperfections, the little piece here, the little part there that wasn't 
specifically how they saw it in their minds. And they're going to see that far more than the compliment. That's going to be the prevailing thought. That small little piece, that small little part, they may have given an excellent speech as an example, but on a couple of occasions, they had to correct their words because a word didn't flow as smoothly as they rehearsed. So because of that, even though the whole crowd applauded and all their friends gave them a pat on the back, they found fault in that speech. Therefore, they can't receive that. Overcoming perfectionism involves learning to embrace our imperfections and recognizing that we're not perfect. The things that we're involved in won't be perfect. And that has to get to a level where that's okay. And when it becomes okay, it is at that point that someone who is a perfectionist will be able to release from that and begin enjoying the praise or compliment that they receive from any of their efforts. I feel like it's vitally important for you to know this as a principal means of combating the difficulty of receiving a compliment. If you practice gratitude and thanksgiving, if you begin practicing gratitude and thanksgiving, either case, you're going to be in this mind space where you can receive that because gratitude and thanksgiving are on the positive continuum. Those are high-level vibrations. They don't leave a whole lot of space for low-level vibrations, some of which we've covered today in some of these issues that prevent us from accepting compliments or kind words. Number two, if you grew up in an environment where this wasn't the norm and you're finding yourself now having to make these adjustments, that's totally normal too. It's totally fine. Take it one day at a time, one compliment at a time. It's a miracle, I promise you. But once you've done it, accepted the kind word or the compliment, two, three, four times, that starts to overwrite that old program. And if you'll just be consistent with that, then over time, you will rewrite that and it'll be a thing of the past. Now, if you're in a real big situation and you're really going through some cycles and you're really having a hard time, I want you to remember this. The compliment is always about the giver, not the receiver. Respectfully, you don't get to judge or criticize the kind word that's coming into your being from someone else. That energy that's coming to you, if it's positive, is what they experienced. And that should trump all of the stuff that's going on on the inside of you. Remember that because that has been very helpful for me early on as I was making this transition from the various things that I've had to do to get myself so-called together. I asked you to take a look at these, to inventory yourself against these. How'd you do? If you did well, two thumbs up. Listen to one of the other podcasts. I'm sure we'll find some area where you may want to come up a little bit higher. And we're certainly here to help you do just that. Thank you for tuning in, and that concludes this episode. I appreciate your time and attention. 
We do ask that you add comments about this episode to our Instagram page, Your Thought Life, Y-O-R, Thought Life, no spaces. And thanks for leaving a comment. I want to remind you that you are enough. You can do it. You are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Till next time, take care and be safe.